welcome to Reframe and Rewire Greatness Through Daily Routine. This podcast is designed to alter your mindsets and transform your day-to-day from the second you open your eyes to you close them at night, adapting what I would call a success routine. This series is liable to change your life. And it's never the big things that you do, but the littlest things you do every day that make the biggest difference. And now, on to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Welcome back to the podcast as we finalize on this series, Powerful Daily Habits Improve Mental Health. Well, yesterday we left off talking about uh, how routine can have a significant difference, and this is according to many doctors, psychiatrists, and other therapists who are qualified to make such calls, and we've been reading from an article that's been incredibly helpful. So I'm going to get to that in a minute and finish that discussion up, but I want to just do a quick run-through of what we've covered thus far and encourage you to go back to the very beginning of the series if you've missed any of this. This has been incredibly valuable and definitely one that you're going to want to pass on to people that may be struggling with some kind of mental health issue, be it depression or bipolar, which is the one that we're really focusing on. So um, first of all, we started out with a good foundation about mental health and routine, and then we went into um, uh, foundational insights, creating purpose, and destiny came after that. And then we talked about a critical assessment you need to take Bedtime and wake time habits. Uh, Is breakfast good for you? That's a good question, right? Taking control of stressful health uh, thought patterns. Altering damaging brain health patterns. Uh, Prioritizing, scheduling, and structure. That has a huge impact on your mental health. One simple habit that that removes daily pressures, okay? Uh, And then creating daily energy and clarity of mind. Daytime productivity and accomplishment, life-changing productivity hack, calming the chaos with children and pets, the miracle of routine with bipolar disorder, and then the miracle of routine with depressive states. Um, Obviously, some similarities there, but definitely uh, hitting it home on all areas of that specific um, topic or part of our topic. Let's, let's try to finish this up today and see if we can wind it down to the this, this being the last episode. So I want to talk about how to jumpstart your routine. You schedule work hours, meal times, exercise, errands, and chores for a specific time. And this is according to this article by Health Central, Why Structure is Everything with Bipolar Disorder. And it's written by Matt McMillan and also uh, reviewed by Farah Fazel, M.A., and she's a psychiatrist as well, LP and NCSP, so very qualified individuals. They also go on to say, don't forget the small essentials like brushing your teeth, showering, walking the dog. Mark down in bold your medication schedule. Don't overload your to-do list, especially at first. Again, I've mentioned this before, but start smaller. You don't need to, to figure it all out at one time. That's going to be too overwhelming for anybody. I don't care who you are. Um, You can't be introducing a whole bunch of things at the same time, Dr. Sullivan states. Think about the healthy changes you want to make in your diet and which will be the easiest. Start with small steps and you can expand on them later. You can also add more in once you get a good foundation laid in making the changes that are required. Uh, um, Dr. Sullivan also recommends that people with bipolar disorder start an activity log. Now, one thing I want to say about making lists and having a, 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 a schedule 
is to, you know, uh, go ahead and write down all the pertinent things, the things you must get done and want to ingrain into your schedule as consistent daily habits. And then take a look at that list and see where there's spaces that can be filled. So you might have more going on on Tuesday than you have on Wednesday. Or you may have more going on on Friday than on the weekends. So you can use those spaces to fill in other things you want to work on or time for yourself, hobbies, etc. Um, and that's how I schedule every single week is by filling in those blanks with projects that are maybe not uh, you know, tight deadline projects or things that I have to get done now. But they're definitely things I want to get on my schedule and work on. And I always schedule time for uh, those in my life that are important to me. Um, and I even have specific days of the week that I schedule those. All right. And we, we did talk about that in the one on children, if you want to hear more about that. Um, but, you know, we, we need to find um, leisure time. It's so critical. And we need to ask ourselves what we want to do and then and make sure we put that time in. All right. So we have covered a lot so far. I hope you're keeping up with all this. I hope you're taking notes. I have just a few other things that I'm going to share from this article and then we're going to go ahead and call it quits. Um, but uh, one of the things that you can consider, especially with the trend of virtual nowadays, is you could set up a home workspace similar to your office and schedule Zoom calls as if they were in-person calls. This can save you a lot of time. Now, I know some people may not be in favor of that, but um, I mean, I've got national and even international clients, so I can get away with it. Um, and and I've, I've gotten pretty comfortable with it. Here again, the comfort happens after some practice and after some time of learning how to do it. So don't give up on it too soon or too easy, especially with anything new that you're adding in. But have a commitment with yourself to stick to it. Uh, if you've penciled in an hour or two to read the, the paper, keep focused on that activity the entire time and quit when you say you're going to quit. If it's on your calendar, be responsible to do what you set yourself to do. This will earn trust with yourself and really bolster your confidence and help you to de-stress because you know you can count on yourself, but also the routine that you've created and that things are going to get done, okay? So you're going to stress far, far less. Um, uh, Dr. Miklovitz also recommends that people with bipolar disorder record their mood and activities each day to determine what helps and what hinders them. For example, your log might reveal your mood was stable on days where you exercised, that shows that you're doing some great things for yourself and you're going to want to keep that up. Now, I would I would say that if you do exercise consistently, you are going to see a difference in your mood. <laughs> we had a we did a whole uh, episode on that one too, so you'll have to go back and listen to it. Um, but these are all some great things and there's journals out there that you can use and all sorts of, of tools available. There's apps available. Uh, take a look around, see what works for you, um, but don't give up. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Don't give up. Well, I think we are going to call it a day on this. And so I want to encourage you to, uh, again, share this with others who may benefit. We'll come back tomorrow with a brand new series. Michelle Steffes, Reframe and Rewire Greatness Through Daily Routine. Thank you for joining